Welcome to the Grow People podcast with Pastor Jason, lead pastor of Revolution Church. I'm, Hello. I'm David Stein. Uh, nice camp- to meet you, David Stein. Campus, <laughs> nice to meet you, too. Uh, campus pastor at the Canton location of Revolution Church in what is now the new podcast studio. Well done to our artist development team for yes, putting very, this together. Yes, very well done. Yeah. Uh, this room has had many iterations. So what was this before? Uh, by iterations, you mean things it was before? That's, yeah, a, that's yeah. a real fancy sure. word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this actually used to be our conference room when our offices yeah. were in uh, the main building here in Canton. And then it was the creative offices. And now it is our studio for our brand new podcast. Uh, well played by our artist development team. This has been something, um, uh, I don't want to say brainchild, uh, but it's been something, it's been on your heart for a long time to do a podcast. It's called the Grow People Podcast. Yep. Why? Well, grow people, you know, is our mission as a church, you know, for revolution church, our core mission of who we are and what we're trying to do is called love Jesus, grow people. And, uh, we've got a right nice here on this coffee, mug, nice, fancy mug there. Placement. That's a nice left-handed mug there. Perfect for you. <laughs> That's for people who are just listening. <laughs> <laughs> well, just a disclaimer as we get started, I am a heavy breather. And so I am told quite often by my family, quit breathing so hard. I'm like, I'm just breathing. Yeah. So be grateful for that. Exactly. Uh, the only other option would be me not breathing, which, which we're not grateful. We're not, we don't want to happen. No. So I'm supposed to be talking close to these microphones. And so if you hear my heavy breathing, just know you're I'm good. I'm doing okay. You're good. I'm good. It's just, you know, so you're going to sip coffee. I'm going to breathe. There are a lot of steps coming up here. That's how we're going to get through this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. You're going to drink coffee. I'm going to breathe. Excellent. And, um, Excellent. So why grow people? Podcast? Oh yeah. Why grow people? Well, I think it's important to step back and, and just talk about the mission of our church, because that is why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, there's everything that we do as a church comes out of and filters through that mission. So sure. love Jesus, grow people, um, and grow people is the process part of our church. You know, we, I like to say that our church is built on two things, the person of Jesus mm-hmm. and the process of growth. Mm-hmm. So that's why we say love Jesus, grow people. First and foremost, the church exists for Jesus. It's his church. And then second, it exists for what Jesus says it exists for, which is to make disciples. And that's what we're commanded to do. So we say that grow people. So there's a process to that. Um, And as we have worked on that process now for over 11 years, you know, there are, um, Things that we've tried along the way, you know, mm-hmm. one of the things we talk about a lot is the mission never changes, but the methods that we use are, can change. And so um, as podcasts have uh, come back into popularity, it's kind of funny, you know, when I came out 10 years ago, it's like, what is this? You know, um, but really last year, um, you know, we've been in this worldwide pandemic for the last 15 or so months, however long it's been. Um and just our conviction and, and to really help people, disciple people. And, you know, when you take away the option of being able to meet weekly, gather mm-hmm. weekly, you rely yeah. heavily on technology. Sure. Now, we've been blessed for a lot of years as a church that I feel like we've leveraged technology well. And, you know, we were already online. We were already broadcasting. So when that reality came of like, hey, we can't gather in person anymore, um, our creative production teams, our artist development team just has done a phenomenal job 
uh, already yeah. of getting the message out, you know, through the method of technology. Um, so in that same kind of vein, I think podcast fits in that to where, um, again, my conviction has been, we just got to do a better job of discipling people mm-hmm. and a better job of helping people to think biblically and to help them grow. So messages, obviously our gatherings, everything that we do, that is huge. You know, that is the, where we proclaim the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so the podcast is just another way to leverage technology to help people grow um, to where we can discuss things on here that maybe we don't have time for in a message. Um, maybe uh, things that people, other people may have questions about um, uh, so that we can address on here, um, whether that's, you know, cultural topics, other biblical topics. Um, so this is really, you know, the the answer to the question of the why people, why grow people podcasts. One, it helps us to accomplish our mission to actually help people grow, which is why we're calling it this, the Grow People Podcast, which just sounds great too to me. I think that's you, you've spoken uh, before about uh, many years ago reading a, a book by Henry Cloud. Mm-hmm. Uh, where were you when you read that, and how life changing was that? Oh man, it was. Um, I was in seminary and so mid twenties and uh, you know, I've told my story many times, but maybe for people that are listening to this that have never heard it, I didn't grow up in church and I know you didn't either. Um, but when I got saved as a teenager, when I went to church, I would always ask questions. Why do we do this? Why do we do that? Um, and you still do. I still do. Uh, yeah. I used to annoy my mom and my brother and sister. I would always ask questions. Um, and so when I went to church, I just naturally started asking questions. Why do we do this? Why do we do Sunday school? Why do we do Sunday night? Why do we do Sunday morning? And the answer I always got was, well, that's the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and now it's a joke to where, uh, and I didn't come up with this phrase, but in church world, it's like if you do something three times in a row, it's the right. way we've always done it. <laughs> so when I started thinking about church and inviting, wanting to invite my friends to come to church, and then God put it on my heart uh, early on, again, to even plant a church, to do something new and different to reach people that weren't willing to come to church with me. Um, I started thinking, man, we've got to have a better answer than, well, that's the way we've always done it. Mm-hmm. So I was in seminary, you know, going, uh, learning theology, learning divinity and, and thinking about all these things. And I read this book by Henry cloud, which I got the privilege of telling him in person, just wow. how much it meant to me called how people grow. And it was the first book I had ever read that broke it down at such a basic level. Uh, and what he did is it looked at before sin entered the world, what did God, what are the elements that God, if you kind of think about it, like uh, things in the soil elements in the soil, or, you know, if you're making a salad or a food, like what goes into that to make it? Um, well, in the beginning there was God, um, there was relationships, hum- human relationships, um, he gave them things to obey mm-hmm. um, commands and then he gave them work to do. And so he was laying that all out um, and, and just talking about that's how God made us to grow. So as I was thinking about that, and I love acronyms and they just helped me to remember, remember things. And so I started thinking about that and I was like, Oh, how the book title was how people grow. Mm-hmm. He's talking about God. He's talking about relationships. He's talking about obedience. He's talking about work. And I thought, where's G R O W. How about that? How about that? Right. And um, so in my mind, I just, I, and I remember, I still have some of the things I wrote down originally. It was like, oh, that's what a church should be built on. 
A church should build itself on that process because if a church builds itself on that process, that's eternal. That's timeless. And I think that's the, the thing that churches, you know, sometimes today uh, churches can get so gimmicky and they try certain tools or tricks as opposed to building itself on what has always been true. Right. You know, the eternal part. Well, that works in any culture, in any context, you know, preaching the gospel, helping people get connected in relationships, um, teaching them to obey, like Jesus told us, and then doing good works in the world. Well, I can build a church around that and I can communicate that and I can help people understand that process. And that works in Canton and it works in Kenya, uh, which we've seen because we've got revolution churches in Kenya that are building themselves on that process. It's not a a style. It's not a, um, a gimmick. It's not, um, it just, it, it, it's kind of that universal principle that I think that God lays out for us in scripture of what the church should be about. It's not a program. It's not a program. Yeah. That's the phrase we have. We don't want to build ourselves on a program. We want to build ourselves on a process mm-hmm. because I think every generation comes up with programs and those are great. Um, they're not bad, but once a generation shifts or culture changes, well, that program is no longer working. Um, well, if you built your whole thing on that program, you're like, you don't know what to do. Right. As opposed to if you build it on a process, you're not tied to a program and say, listen, we're trying to preach the gospel. What's the best way to do that? We're trying to get people connected in relationships. What's the best way to do that? We can have that conversation. Back in the day, it may have been Sunday school. Today, it's groups. You know, There might be a better way to do it. And so as a church, we've always said we want to be committed to a process, not a program, um, and, and the person of Jesus. You know? So as a church, it's real easy to live there. We're committed to the person of Jesus. We're committed to the process of growth. And that's what this um, entire process of grow people in this podcast, what we're trying to do. Cool. You are uh, watching or listening to... Yeah. Uh, the Grow People Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you may be getting them uh, from any of the podcast areas, or maybe they even sell them at Bucky's. I don't know, but nice product placement on your Bucky's mug. You like that? Yeah, yeah. I, I've not been to one. I drove past one. There's a new one up in. Uh, is it Clayton? Not Clayton. Um, what Calhoun. is Calhoun? Thank yeah. you. We should do a live uh, Grow People podcast from a Bucky's. Oh, that would be awesome. That would be fantastic. Can we take this on the road? Uh, Are we doing that? Are we set up to do that? At every pump. We can do that, right? Yeah, we can make that happen. All right, I'm getting a thumbs up. There's a hundred pumps. First, I got a maybe. Chandler's over there. He's either watching a Braves game replay or he's actually uh, engineering (laughs) engineering the, (laughs) the program today. He's engineering. He loves his Braves. He does. Yep. Yeah. Just Um, like I love my Bucky's. Yes. What, what is it about Bucky's? Well, Bucky's first is a, uh, it feels like the word gas station is not enough, it's not. It, you know, but it started in Texas, Lake Jackson, which is, you know, around the Houston area and a guy, this was his nickname and he wanted just to create one of the best experiences you could have at a gas station. And so, um, it's more like this, the super Walmart of gas stations, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's a mini Mart, a mini mall, however you want to say it. Um, but they always have clean it's bathrooms. Just like, it's just like, no, anyone, any from anyone from Alabama? Al- okay. What uh, was that? It's, it's a, it was a mini mall commercial. I've never, it, <laughs> never heard 
to- totally. It, I've it was, never heard that in my you, life. You, you know, in those bad, really bad uh, cable TV commercials. Yeah. Okay, this was a really bad cable TV commercial. Oh. And Leanna, my wife's from Alabama. Yeah. And so you're she, not. No, yeah. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> uh, so uh, she grew up watching this commercial. The dude's wife, wa- no, I'm sorry, the dude's daughter walked into our radio studio up and coming uh, a few years ago. And, and Leanna was able to get this guy on the phone and he sang the jingle. <laughs> Just obs- <laughs> obscure things. But, you know, you look at Bucky's, you guys came back from a vacation and your first 20 minutes back, you're just expositing on how great Bucky's is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a cultural, you know, I try to be in the culture, you know, context. Um, it's like there's seven people in the restroom just cleaning it. Oh, it's incredible. And, and again, for all of our Georgia friends, we've got two now in Georgia and, um, one down on 75 South by mm-hmm. Warner Robbins, one seventy-five North going towards Chattanooga and Calhoun. Uh, it's hard to describe because you tell people it's a gas station, like a gas station. I'm like, bro, listen, over a hundred gas pumps. Uh, I counted when I was in, cause I was in a lot of buckies in Texas, just in the men's bathroom, there was 28 stalls or urinals. And, um, well, there, uh, can there's we say, something you didn't expect in the grow we, people <laughs> podcast. Can we, can we say urinals? <laughs> of course this? we can. Um, uh, uh, there's, a uh, an audience, um, member that didn't like that i just said that um we have a live studio audience we do have a live studio yeah. audience yeah we have uh people that are helping us make this happen no but in the restroom there are 28 receptacles or however you want to say this or you know, 28 <laughs> places to go to the bathroom um but it's incredible i mean yeah. it's huge mm-hmm. like the bathroom itself is like 2,000 square feet um and so it's it's gas station on a scale that is just unheard of and unseen almost ever before. So it's a true Texas size gas station and they have a brisket station where you can get fresh made brisket station. Yes. Breakfast tacos with brisket, brisket sandwiches. They have a whole fudge station where you can get all kinds of fudge. They have a whole, you know, beef jerky, their own line of beef jerky. Please, if you're sharing this podcast, tag Bucky's because we do need a sponsor. We do need a promo. Yeah. If we could get <laughs> if we could get Bucky's to sponsor the Grow People podcast. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh brought to you by. And and if they're not believers, we'll we'll yeah. we'll work on that. That's right. That's okay. right. All um, right. So yeah, it's just phenomenal. And uh it's an experience. So every Whenever we were in Texas um, this summer, we would just stop it every time there was a Bucky's whether I needed gas or not. And we would spend like $75 every time because we were buying, you know, gifts and shirts and stickers. And I mean, they have everything. Um, so it is, it, as it's expanding, it, people are starting to appreciate. It's just sheer amazingness. So Bucky's is part of our discipleship pathway. It is. Um. When you join our church, you have to make a commitment to only go to not pass up a Bucky's. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do have a question to bring it back to grow people. Okay. Um, you had a conversation last year, uh, and there were a lot of conversations during COVID, but you it, you had coffee with a, an old friend. He had pastored a church for a, a long time, 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, and you asked him a great question. Uh, especially for somebody who has been pastoring this church for 11 years. Uh, You've been a pastor for 20. um, And in 2040, you'll have been pastoring this church for 30 years, uh, Lord willing. You asked him the question, what is your biggest regret? Mm -hmm. What did he say? 
it was amazing. You know, there's a lot of things that you could say in that moment, you know, about, um, kind of big picture things, you know, like, Oh, I wish I would have taken more risk or I would have wish I would have structured the thing like this differently or not done this. But what, what shocked me was just at the simplicity of what he said and the statement that he said, he said, you know, I wish I would have helped people learn how to read the Bible on their own, you know, learn how to uh, have a simple process to help them under basically help feed themselves. Um, and this kind of goes back to that whole idea of program conversations. The church can build itself on programs that um, people see that, oh, I must attend this program in order for me to grow, mm-hmm. as opposed to the church. And again, I'm not opposed to programs. We do them. But the program has to be set up as a part of a bigger part of the process of helping people get to that point where they can understand how to read the Bible on their own, when they can understand how to feed themselves mm-hmm. in that, right? how to um, you know, handle it correctly. And, and that's really what part of what we want to do with this podcast is even help people to do that. I mean, so many people today, even believers are so biblically illiterate and, and I don't mean that as a dig. I mean, it's just, we're busier than we've ever been. We have more technology than we've ever had, but it's, I always, you should joke. It's like, you know, smartphones have made us dumber, you know, because it does things for us. Um, well, the same can happen in church. It's like, well, people do things for us. You know, oh, the church disciples my kids, or the the school teaches my kids, or the church disciples me. Oh, that's the church's job. To where the no, the job of the church is to equip people to do it. And that's what he was talking about from the from a just a simple Bible study method. Um and we were already working on this as a church and even in our groups, but why, why we use now what we call reap. We didn't come up with this. Someone else did, but it fits well with the whole grow idea, sure right? Does. The whole kind of organic, you know, uh, I was going to say multicultural, but that's not the right word, but the, the horticulture, what is the word for, uh, I guess organics fine. Yeah. Right? Organics. That's good. Does anybody else in the room have a, have a correct answer? What's the word? Shout it out. Okay. okay. Um, Agricultural, that's the word I was looking for, metaphor. It kind of takes a second sometimes. But reap is- From the Latin, agricola, farmer. True story. Really? Yeah. You were a Latin major, weren't you? I was, as bizarre as that sounds. Nice little Jewish boy majoring in Latin. Yeah, that that really worked in your career for you? Yeah, well, I thought I was going to be a priest. (laughs) So, (laughs) okay, agriculture. (laughs) Agriculture, reap. And so it's just a simple Bible study method that is you read- Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible, you examine right. it, uh, you apply it to your life and then pray and ask the Lord to help you do it. So that was his point was like, he wished he would have set up something like that in his church mm-hmm. to help people know how to do that on their own mm-hmm. so that they weren't always so dependent. Um, and, and that's what I think, you know, my conviction and our conviction as a church really coming that w- during the pandemic is like people aren't. They couldn't physically come to us, right? you know, and, and that's where the conviction rose of, man, how, have we done a good enough job to equip them to do this on their own? Mm-hmm. You know, we were still able to get the message out, you know, again, thank God with technology and we're still able to gather online, which right. was great. And thousands of people were doing that. Um, but you know, when you're restricting access to people, it's like, man, do they know how to read the Bible right. on their own? And, and, and the answer for that for so long has been, why well, do a Bible study? Well, you're still 
a Bible study is still someone else's thoughts right. on the text, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to you digging in it yourself. And so I think it's better to held it better to teach people how to do it as opposed to just constantly providing programs for them to do. Speaking of that, that segues really well into our Ask Pastor Jason segment. So if you're watching or listening and you have a question for Pastor Jason, make sure you're following us on Instagram. Uh, We'll be posting in Insta stories how you can ask Pastor Jason a question. Uh, The first question in the inaugural podcast came in uh, along those lines. Uh, People do come to Revolution Church. They do uh, watch online or they're in person because of the way you teach through the Bible. And we have been for the last several years teaching through books of the Bible, starting with Romans, then in Micah, uh, now, of course, in John. Um, How do we teach it? Verse by verse. Verse by verse. <laughs> say, I've, al- I've always said that. Say, say I can't, I don't have the deep baritone. Verse by verse. There you go. <laughs> Where's Pastor Thad? <laughs> um, so somebody wrote in a question. How do you prepare? Pull back the curtain. How does Pastor Jason prepare for a message? Man, that's a great question. Um, you know, there's there's definitely things that I've been trained to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, theologically and and thinking about how um, thinking about how to correctly study. You know, from orthodox positions, commentaries, all that kind of stuff. Um, but if you kind of put that aside, you know, I, th- I think the biggest thing, and I remember John Piper, one of my favorite, you know, uh, and highly influential person in my life said, we first start by just reading the Bible and then saying uh, one of your favorite phrases, whoa, yeah, whoa, this is God's word to me. Mm. Um, and so me personally, I always want to read a text, um, just read through it and then saying, okay, God, this is your word to me right now. So what are you trying to say hmm. to me? What are you communicating? Uh, and then that's that reap. I, that's the prayer part. You're, you're conversing, you know, having a conversation, almost even praying throughout, you know, so you're reading it. Hmm. So I, that's step one, just reading it. And so any text that I'm going to preach, um, I just read it, you know, um, and then you start digging in and examining it and saying, okay, what's jumping out at me at this? Um, and I'm such a words person. I love words, you know, uh, which is funny because I didn't like writing, you know, still don't. Um, I'm a very slow reader. Uh, it takes me forever to read books. I have almost every book I've ever read is like two thirds read, you know, <laughs> and that two thirds. We, we can relate to that. Yeah, that two thirds has been read like five times, you know, Um but in the examining process, part of that, and that's the part of the reap that I would say that's the the most dense is, okay, why did he choose that word? Mm. You know, um, he said that word on purpose. Okay, so he said that word, you know, now let me look at what kind of word is that, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, is it a verb? Is it a noun? What is the tense of it? Where is it at in the sentence? How does it fit in the context around it? Um because when you're reading the Bible, um, and, and almost every, you know, particularly the New Testament letters, they're letters, you know, and so you're reading it as a letter, you're reading it all the way through and understanding where that, that's part of the examination process sure. as well, understanding the context that it's in, um, what is what was going on there. So that's when you start digging into his other historical things, start digging into those words. But almost, 
I would say 90% of the time when I'm doing a sermon, it's because certain words just jump out. Um, and then I just dig into those words. Um, and what is it about that word? And then I, you know, why did, what is the English equivalent to that? Um, so there's a lot of study tools, you know, that can help you do that. But I think anything else you do, or again, everything I learned in seminary still boils down to that. I'm going to read it, be amazed by it, that it's God's word, be in wonder and all. And again, Piper says his problem with most commentaries is the first thing that they say is not, whoa, they don't say that. Um, so that's the reading part and then the examining part. So any other tool that you use is going to come down to those basic things. What a great explanation. And, uh, and it does pull back the curtain. And that's one of the things we want to do here on the Grow People podcast is pull back the curtain a little bit yeah. on uh, what is your church all about yeah. and, and how do these things work. Uh, we have time for one more real quick segment. It's called Speed Pastor. Uh, we will ask you speed pastor, speed pastor. Speed pastor. Uh, we're going to ask you five rapid fire questions, uh, which, uh, you have not seen. And, uh, first thing that comes to mind, mm. you ready? Here we go. All right. And question number one, where was your first Whataburger in the womb? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, question number two, what song have you been singing in the shower? Not well, but what song have you been singing in the shower? Mm, that's a good one uh there's a band that i like it's they're they're getting more mainstream in a couple of years called 21 pilot pilots and um they have a song called no chances that i've been jamming a lot all right okay question number three food item you hate mm, there's not many um uh, sauerkraut sauerkraut yes, wow so you will do not, not like no. no not on a hot dog now here's here's the deal no okay no Here, here's my here's my philosophy on all things like hot dog and like a, a hamburger i don't eat salad i mean well i just called it salad i don't eat lettuce tomato onions on my burger if i wanted that i'd eat a salad wow. i'm eating a sandwich because i want the meat and the bun and the cheese and so that's all i'm eating on it same kind of thing with a hot dog you know if i wanted sauerkraut i'd eat cabbage uncooked Right. Um, and so I, Lindsay loves that my wife. Um, and we made a rule early on in our marriage cause she would cook it and then the whole house would smell. Um, we need a product sponsor spot for somebody to get smells out of the house too. Um, so she loves it. I do not like it. Okay. Um, so that right. would, I pretty, would probably be adamant about that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, first Bible verse you, you memorized. Hmm. I think the first Bible verse that every body memorizes is John three sixteen, um, but I would say the first one that I memorized that I felt like was mine that had an impact that yeah that yeah. I learned was Ephesians five one through three where Paul talks about being imitators of God um, as dearly beloved children you know that one was the one that was a go to for me all the time you know because um, that's what I was trying to do and what we're called to be. So I'd say that one. Awesome. And finally, what's your dog's name? My dog's name is Mia. Okay. Did you, did you have that off the top of your head? You had, you started out with a sentence. My dog's name is it's Mia. It's I don't know. What did I do? I don't know. It looked like you had to think about it for a second. Oh no, I didn't have to okay. think about it. <laughs> Was I supposed to just say Mia? I don't know. Oh, okay. There, there are no rules. 
No, we didn't name her. It's the first uh, podcast. Yeah, it is. There's, there's no rules. Yeah, hey, and this is going to be fast and loose, right? So, and that concludes uh, episode one of the Grow People podcast. Uh, for a transcript of today's podcast, listen to it and write down every word. <laughs> <laughs> make sure, <laughs> make sure you're follow, <laughs> make sure you're following us on the social media. Uh, Facebook, on the social on media, the social media. You're, you're, you're one of those people. Yes. Do you say the Kroger? I do. And the Walmart? I do. Yep. Can you say Bell's Ferry for us? Bell's Furry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for th- th- go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say for those of you that don't know, because we said you were not from Alabama, but right. you are from the Philadelphia area, Philly. Yeah. And and you have the the accent. I do. I and do. so when um, I don't know, years ago when you first started coming to our church and then on our staff, I noticed you said those words differently. I do. I, uh, I say them correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Bell's furry. Bell's furry. Um, uh, and, and we were like, it's not furry as in an animal. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not it a is, you. But it's pronounced that way. Follow us on the Facebook and on Instagram, Revolution GA. That's the main way. That's right? not it. Revolution Church GA. Revolution yeah. Church GA. Yes. Do you even know? Not really. You're the one that you the one with all the radio experience that have yeah that has 30 plus years of this. Yeah. Revolution Church GA. Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Jason, for your time. Thank you uh, to our incredible artist development team for putting this all together. Uh, make sure you are uh, liking this, sharing it with your friends, and of course, uh, subscribing to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back for episode two. Soon. Soon. Thanks, guys.